So we're going to be doing a series up to Christmas about um, Not Christmas. <laughs> the government of the kingdom. People are like, what does that mean? You know, God has leadership authority. He places people. And it says people, um, in Habakkuk it says, uh, this isn't in there, but I'm going to add it. In Habakkuk it says, people without a vision perish. So if we're like, oh, this is fun, this is good, we're coming to church, I love Jesus, it's good, I'm going to heaven, that's great. But without a vision, we will perish. We will begin to be like, oh, I don't need to do this. Oh, this isn't really making a difference. This doesn't matter. We need a vision. We need a direction. We need leadership. God's places people in authority in seasons and times in different, different, um, tell me the word, Jared, give me Arms. the word. No, influence. Uh, yeah, sphere. I know it because you got that word, so I knew you different spheres of influence like we we've got to be working in those we've got to be moving in those not thinking that's someone else's job we got to know where our authority is you know for each person it's not i'm not going to come into your job tomorrow and be like hey you need to do this this and this i don't have authority there right so we need to know where our authority is so we want to teach you guys through god's word what the government of the kingdom looks like is that all right with you guys some how many of you guys are like i didn't know there was a government in the kingdom Anybody? I mean, be honest. Like, I didn't know. I just thought we just all praise Jesus. We get to heaven. Yes, that is. That's true. That does happen. But he's a king, so there's a kingdom. And a kingdom is a governmental system, isn't it? Not government like the world, but God has a kingdom, a government. So who do you think is the king of all the government? Jesus! (laughs) I thought you guys were going to be yelling or just getting excited. about. Okay, so there's the thing that you know. No matter what we say in here... No matter who is like, well, this person's higher in this and their authority, they have more authority. It doesn't matter because it all comes under who? That was better. (laughs) Jesus, he is the king of the kingdom. I'm not trying to trick you here. Giving you the answer. Open book test here. Um, I'm on fire. Like, is it burning hot in here? Because I am. Is it hot? It's just me. Pray. It's, it's her ADHD. It's no, it's not. I feel like the fire of the Lord is just coming down because he's like, it's like, I don't know. You better go. All right. So, um, <laughs> I will be moving Here, in the, in the, yeah, that's, right thank up. you. I, I bless that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is. It's ice, um, it's ice water. Yeah. I'm bougie like that. I don't like the regular water. I like ice water. Um, so, in the government of, of the kingdom of God, if you look at it, we, and we're not talking, uh, we have to talk in like the local church. We have to look at what the local church looks like. Um, how many of you guys don't know what to call us? Don't we, what title Like me and Matt. You got, most of you guys don't really. <laughs> Keelan's Keelan, like, I have Keelan's no idea. Like, Help me, Jesus. I don't know what to call you. Because um, uh, we see pastor is used a lot, right? We're not pastors. Yeah, we're, we're not pastors. And Did you guys let, know that? Let, let's, let, <gasps> yeah, let's explain that to you before, we're gonna teach you before we, we get before we offend you and you don't go to this church anymore. So, we're not offending you because yeah. guess what? I rebuke any spirit of offense. Yeah. You can't get offended because so, if you get offended, we're, gonna, just gonna, we're just going to command that to leave right now in Jesus' name. So in, in the church, if you look at, at, at the, the New Testament, it doesn't talk about pastors leading the church. It talks about, in Acts, the elders leading the church. Um, they preach, on, they Elder teach, Matt. they... <laughs> they preach, they teach, they oversee, they appoint, they build the authority of, in, the local, in the local church. Yeah. And that's what elders are called to do. 
Uh, the problem is in our culture, we've, we've taken everybody and it's like, hey, you're a janitor, you're a pastor of janitorial services. I mean, that's- Pastor that, of we, everything. Yeah, you're a pastor, pastor of this, of you're pastor. We just call people that because it's an easy term to throw out. You're an administrative people. pastor. That's not right. So, um, but we throw that term out, pastor, because it's an easy term to put on people when we give them a role, just to say, "Hey, here's here's a title for you," because we want you to feel important, and we want people to think you're important. And don't I'm not saying you're not important, but what happens is we we put too much importance on a title instead of of the character and what they're doing as a person and what God's doing in the kingdom. Um, so, like, we are what you would consider elders. Because we oversee, we preach, we teach, and we appoint, and we build in the local ministry. That would be this yep. church, this community. But you do not have to call us elder. If you do, he'll get mad, I will laugh, and then I will join you in in calling him elder Matt. Yeah. Um, it's not that it makes me mad. It's just a weird term, and I don't it's know. It's a like, job I understand title. my job title, but I don't, I, we don't ask you to call us that. I think there's only one person in this church that will actually call us pastor. It's because it's just that's what they're used to. And a lot, of us, a lot of you guys have come from a cultural church that everybody's a pastor. And you call pastor this and you call them by, you know, it, some churches you call a pastor by their last name. You can't call them by their first name. And then there's some churches you call them pastor by their, in their Legalism. first name. Legalism. But, but the, here's the thing is. Calm down today. It's okay. <laughs> Needs a spiritual chill pill every now and then. Um, I, we prayed for supernatural joy in the yes. service today. But So Sarah and I lead the church. We are elders mm -hmm. of the church, but we don't go by a, a, a title because here's the thing is if you have to be in, um, if you feel like you need to be addressed by a title, there's some insecurities there. Right. Um, we've been to churches where everybody's a pastor and it's like you just naturally call them that and you call them pastor this and pastor that. And it's like, but really, what is, is that their name? No, that's not their name. That's their title. That's not what, who they are. It's, it's um, a title we give them. We call, and we feel like it's, we spend too much time addressing a title instead of a then person. Moving and working. Yeah. You know what? Moving and working in that title is more important than yeah. addressing by a title. And are they teaching you? Are they preaching you? Are they overseeing? Are they appointing? Are they caring? Are they doing the things? that they're supposed to do yeah. should hold more than I have a piece of paper that says it on. I mean, we do have a piece of paper somewhere in a file cabinet, maybe. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. We weren't really concerned about that piece of paper, but. We're um, more concerned with God's like, you better go or things are going to yeah. go. But there, there's an so order in church. There's an order in church, in church leadership. And there has to be because protect, I, I've been to churches when I was a kid growing up and it was a, it was a Jesus movement church. But there was really no leadership. There was a guy who preached every week, but it's like, who's in charge? Because they're all just running around. So They never had a starting time or ending time. They were hungry. It was weird. Yeah. So it, it, there's, there's, yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to start at 10, maybe. You don't know when to show up. Yeah. If yeah, the spirit never... moves us to show up on time. Um, but I don't even know where I was going with that after that. It just threw me off. So anyway, go ahead. Well, you can go. Elders can also be part of the fivefold. We're going to. Some of you guys are like, what's a fivefold? Some of you here are like, we do know about it, but we don't know about it. That's okay. We're going to teach you because um, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, and so someone, an elder could be in a fivefold, and that means they're, they're called by Christ, acknowledged by man. Um, most churches, you know, like Matt had said, label everyone as pastors, and really there's a separate role for pastor, and we're going to teach you what that is so that, you know, some of you might have, a pastor call on your life where you're thinking, I don't want to lead a church. 
That do, you don't have to. That's not necessarily because you have that call means you're going to do that. Um, so if you're like, God's been calling me to do that, and I've been running because I'm that's okay, you know because you've been fearing a position that you're that God's not putting you in. Um, so so like I said, elders lead local churches. That's who's leading your church. They might not even get up and preach every week, but they're leading your local church. Um, they. Uh, can have attributes of the different fivefolds, like pastors, evangelistic, apostles. They could sit. They could also be called into those areas, but it's not to be an elder. You don't have to be in that spot. Does that make sense? It doesn't. You don't have to be a pastor to be an elder. You don't have to be a prophet to be an elder. You don't have to be an apostle to be an elder. An elder is God calls you to lead a local body, part of His local body. So. Got some scripture you want to read? Yeah. Or you want? Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 13. You guys want to turn there? Give you two seconds. All right, there we go. Uh, Obey those who rule over you. Sorry, I just had to mess with you guys. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. As those who must give account, let them do it with joy and not with grief, for it would be unprofitable for you. Okay, so it's not saying we're not going to come and be like, you better obey us. Yeah, it's we're not, not going like, to be like, respect my authority. Um, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be but us doing that. But the piece in there that, that the reason God put that in there is like, hey, you know, listen to what they're saying is because it says we have to give an account. You know, so we don't take this lightly and be like, oh, give us a title, give us a name, give us a position. Because for people that come in here, we have to stand before God and give an account for each of you. Yeah. Did you guys know that? So when you be crazy. Don't be crazy. God's like, did you equip them? Did you care for them? Did you give them the word of God? We have to stand. When we transition from this world to, the, to heaven, we have to stand and we have to give account for all of you. Yep. That's what the word of God is saying. So it's saying, can you guys make it help them? And you know what? When they give you the word of God, don't be rebellious. Like, understand that they want good for you and not bad for you. Um, so that's what it's saying. It's not like, you better obey. That's that's um, punishment, and that's not of the Lord. We don't obey someone. We don't listen to someone because we have to. We do it because we know that it will benefit the kingdom. Does yeah. that make sense? And if you look in Acts, what did the apostles do? They said, okay, we're getting, our church is growing. We need to do some things. We can't take care of the people we have. So the apostles, who are the elders of the church at that time, set in people to do the work of the ministry and we'll get into and that as we yep. grow but they had to step back from doing certain things not that they weren't involved in the everyday of church but they couldn't go out and feed the poor they couldn't go out and take <coughs> care of the widows every day because they had to dedicate themselves to the teaching and the preaching and the direction <coughs> of where the church was going in the new testament if you look in acts well even even i mean our church i can't even it's hard to even say hi to every single person we're, no. we're growing it's like if I stood at the door, I mean, those of you that do usher, you're lucky. You get to say hi to everybody, you know, and welcome. So, I mean, so as we grow, God's like, we need to build it so that we can meet the needs of the church, the community, that we can also go out. Yeah. So Acts 20, 28, it says, Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. He's saying, so we have to, we have to take heed of ourselves, and we have to be prepared, and we need to make sure that we're ready to take care of. We can't just be like, we are here to serve you, not you are not here to serve us. Does that make sense? It's not a pastor pedestal model that maybe you've seen in the world. 
it's not everyone serves the pastor it's or 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 the elders or the evangelist or the prophet or any of those we call them, i'm saying pastor because in the world they call it pastor but we're not here our job is to serve you and make sure your needs are met your supernatural needs and not just your supernatural needs but your your natural needs too i think so, so many times in our culture we tend to idolize pastors we put them on tv too much we put them uh, when we i'm saying pastor we, in a generic term of church leaders um we put too much emphasis on them but their job is to be a gift to the body to put emphasis on you guys to, our to job care. is to not be put on a platform to be you know driving around in and you know mercedes-benz and, and rolls royces our job is to help you prosper as your soul prospers as paul says our job is to do that our job is not to be put up on here and you guys oh my gosh they're so good no our job is to be on the same level as you but to fill our job the, is actually spiritual be needs you have under in pushing you up it should be job, yeah, do you know what i mean lifting you up as you grow that so that's why it says when you think when you read that first scripture and it's like well why do i have to obey why do i have to submit to that and it's like well you don't have to he's saying do that because it's their heart is you. for you and they're there to serve you and it's a lot easier to serve someone you know that is ready you know it's easier to serve dinner to somebody if they're sitting at the table right if you have to run around look for them you know be making to doing all of this it's easier to serve someone who's ready i would rather you know if you ever been a waitress you're like i don't want a kid's table it's messy they're throwing things it's dirty all the time you're like there's two people they know what they do that person looks like they were a waitress before i want to serve that table right just makes it easier so we can be more productive yeah. in what God wants us well, to do. And obedience benefits you. Mm -hmm. When you obey God, it benefits you. Mm -hmm. When you obey the people that God has placed in charge of your of your spiritual care, when you submit to that, there's benefit to that. Because here, our job is, like Sarah said, not to lord over you, but it's to help you grow, to walk alongside you, to, to be that stepping stone sometimes yeah. for you to step off of our back to the next level of what you're called to do. Because our job may be this, but your job may be something that's higher than what God has called us to mm -hmm. do. Yeah. And our job sometimes is just, just to, to equip be, you to get you there. John told us a story a couple nights ago. Him and Sierra were out hunting, and Sierra saw a deer, and they didn't have a tree to lean against. John said, I got down on all fours. She put the gun across my back and shot the deer. He goes, it hurt my ears, but she got what she needed to do. That's, that's a father heart. That's but that's what our job is to do. Sometimes it's for us to get on all fours and for you to step off of our back to the next level that God has for you because we're called to be that stepping stone for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I've and, and something that God just kind of spoke to me. And so if, if we are asking you to do something that you're like, this is not, this does I can't find this in God's word, or I prayed about this and this doesn't seem right, should you listen to us or should you listen to the king who is jesus right if we speak if we say something wrong if we say something out of our flesh you also got to know the word and be like no 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 i'm i'm following christ you got a little you get back on the path love you i still want to listen I, I know you got wisdom but christ trumps you christ trumps us all the time so if it's in the word of god if we came up and said hey go steal that from somebody you should be like um you might need a little more time in the Word, Sarah. We're not supposed to steal, so I'm going to listen to Jesus, and I'm not going to take that. Do you see what I mean? Does that make sense? So always, if you're like, I'm not sure, go back to Christ. He's your head. All right. The fivefold. All right, you guys. Wow, that was weird. 
I told you. This is what I live with, so I just, you know. All the time. You just never know when it's going to come out. Um, So if you guys turn to Ephesians 4, it'll kind of give you an idea of where we're going to be hovering. And we're going to start, we're going to talk about, I'll give you the scripture reference, but it kind of talks about it in verses 11. Um, Scroll, please. Scroll, please. Yeah. So in the fivefold ministry, and this is what, it was a gift from Christ. Um, I said this last week, there's a lot of churches that want to be a Jesus-filled church. That's not, that's not an appropriate thing because Jesus is not with us. His, he sent his spirit. He goes, I'm sending you someone greater than myself that will be here mm-hmm. in the helper. We cannot be a Jesus-filled church because Jesus was, if you look at scripture, he was an apostle. He was an evangelist. He was a prophet. He was a teacher and he was a, a pastor. Shepherd, a pastor. He was all of those. He was the walking, living fulfillment of all of those. And we have to look at it and say, okay, we need to start to follow what Jesus is doing. So those, the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, and pastor, they equip the saints. Paul says they are, they're meant to equip the saints. They share their gifts as a platform to build the church. It's not them being served. It's not them being, um, you know, put on TV because they, they're, they're just the, the best person at doing this. It is them building the church so you mm-hmm. guys can be built into what God has called you. What does Paul say? He goes that we may be a complete spotless bride ready for the return of our king. That, that we may be fulfilled, that the, the scripture may be fulfilled that we would be spotless and be in unity that Christ may return. That is the job of the fivefold yeah. is to teach them. And something when you said, because people are probably thinking, what do you mean gifts of Christ? So when Christ died, I love that there's five, because if you always look, um, five is a number of grace, and it always surrounds Jesus. Um, so, but if you look, when Jesus died on the cross, he died for all, and, he, and when he ascended, he said, I'm leaving you all what? The Holy Spirit. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're available to everyone. So everyone can prophesy. Everyone can build. <clears throat> Um, everyone can tell people about Jesus. It's like an evangelistic call. Everyone, everyone can teach someone else about the word of God. Everyone can spread the gospel, right? Everyone can, it says, take care of each other, you know, your neighbors, all these things. Like it says all of that. We all have that. Every person that's saved has the Holy Spirit, has the ability to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? This is a second thing that Christ gave. He said he gave some to be in this fivefold spot because when you are in that, this is you become the gift, which means you need to lay down your life first for the church. So when we start putting titles, people may like the title, but it's like your time, your energy, your extra, everything goes to where God's called you. Yeah. I think a lot of times people, uh, we've been doing this since 2001, 2002, not church itself, but we've been in ministry for since 2001. Um, she and was born 2001, and I, what was before we came pregnant? 2000. 2003. Three. 2001 when we got married. Yeah. yeah. I was not pregnant in 2000. I was in no, high she school. She was not. Anyway. Um, I was not from the law. We've been doing this for a while, and there was a yeah. You all right? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking I've had when people you said come ministry, to me when we've been in ministry, especially in church, and people come to me and say, well, can I be the pastor of this? I'm like, if you can show up on time, I might just give you a, a job title, but it ain't going to be pastor. The problem is, is that title. If you is can so, come four weeks straight, I'll give you something to do. Yeah, if you can just show up. If you can show up four weeks in a row. If you can make it in the door four weeks in a row, I'll give you yeah. something to do. But, you know, people come to me and say, oh, can I be the pastor of this? I'm like, oh. you don't even show up on a regular basis, let alone on time. 
how am I going to, uh, why would I give you a title if you can't even be on time? And entrust people to. Yeah. And the problem is, is that title yeah. is so sought after instead of having a character that people look to and follow just because of the character who they are. People want a title, I'm CEO. Well, you don't do diddly squat and play on your iPad all day long. Nobody knows what you do and nobody follows you. You just sit in your office. A leader is the one that's in the trenches following and doing, doing things that people are following them. The best thing I ever heard about any type of leadership and it said, um, if you're a leader, that means people are following you. If no one's following you, you're just taking a walk. You know, it doesn't matter what title you put there. If there's no one behind you, you're just taking a walk. Yep. So in, in this, when it's talking about the fivefold, it, he said, I equip some to be in the fivefold. And their job is to equip the saints, share their gifts, operate in their unique function to build the church. You know, it could be local church. It could be regional. It could be to the nations. Um, and they were called and appointed by Christ, set in and commissioned by both Christ that means he either came to you in a vision, a dream, through scripture, whatever it is. You're called by Christ, and then, you were, and then you're set in or commissioned by either someone else in the fivefold, someone who's already, like Jonathan, when he came, he's a fivefold prophet, um, or the sitting elders. So, like, if we recognize a gift and, and we go to someone and say, hey, um, we see that, you know, you operate in this already, because the thing is, before you ever become it, you've already probably been doing it, because yeah. it's who you are. And so um, if we would ask them, are you, you know, has Christ called you? Oh, yeah, Christ has called us. Great. We could set them in as elders or a fivefold could set them in. Does that make sense? So Into Ephesians, what we call an office. So Ephesians 4 says he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. So a proper phrasing for a pastor would actually be shepherd. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, um, a pastor is, a, is so generic now that we've actually taken what shepherd means is to care for the flock, to feed the flock, to guard the flock, to watch the flock, that is a more appropriate term than pastor. Because in the original text, shepherd was what they would do. What did uh, Jesus ask Peter? Peter comes to him as he sees Jesus after, um, after Jesus' um, resurrection, and he sits down with Peter, and he's eating breakfast, and he's eating, and he eats with him, and he says, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, I do. He goes, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He says, Peter, do you love me? And he's like, yes, feed my sheep. And, and so what Jesus is asking Peter and what Peter is being called out in that moment is he's being called to be a shepherd. He's called to be a, a pastor, if you want to call it that. He's called out to be a fivefold shepherd because Jesus is asking him, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, nurture my sheep, mm -hmm. guard my sheep. And that's what he's asking Peter at that moment. So for us... If you look at the scripture and you look at the some of the original translations, shepherd is a more appropriate term than pastor because, um, especially in our culture, we need to come back to that term of shepherd because we need people to take care of the Pastor's kind of muddy. We've kind of yeah. muddied it up. Yeah. We've given it away and made it cheap yep. and muddied it up, and we need to see what God says about it. I just really feel like that because yeah. we've been putting people who have not been caring for sheep, not been taken care of, and they're running around with this title, and they are hurting the kingdom yeah. and we've put that title and on we are sorry that, that if that you've title. experienced that you I know really there's there's certain people that are Ooh, feel more evangelist and we just because they have a church we call them a pastor but they're not they're they're up there doing an altar call every week that's not what, that's why that's thousands what, of people shepherds come? don't do an altar call every week they're taking care of their they their show sheep. up with soup on your door 
They yeah. bring your kids fruit snacks in the morning. They show up to, they the, do they those show up to you know, the hospital when you need a hospital. They come and see you. They visit no, you. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. And that's the thing is we've, we've put that title on people who aren't even called to that title of, of Pastor Shepherd. And we've got people who are doing altar calls every week and they're an evangelist, but they're in the role of a lead yep. lead elder. And we just decide to call them a pastor, but yeah. they don't have any qualities of a shepherd or someone who yeah. wants to take care of their flock. They just want them to get saved. And after that, it's like, go deal with that person. You know, and so I just want to, um, cause we really talked about pastor a lot because it's such a word, but we want to go in the fivefold. And so if that's happened to you, if you've been like, I left a church, I got hurt because a pastor, someone that was supposed to be a pastor, they didn't, they weren't actually a pastor and they couldn't meet the needs that you did, you know, just forgive them. Because you know what, even now we're sitting here and it's like, I didn't even really know there was a kingdom. I didn't, of God's kingdom, how it went, where things were. I never really realized that in the Bible because I was working on my identity in Christ or I was working on faith or I was working on, you know, healing. I was working on these things. Um, so, um, you know, so when we look at the fivefold, there may be, in a church like this, let's, when we're talking church, we're not talking about the body of Christ fully. We're talking about the local in this minute. So you may, there may be sitting five-fold offices in a church, but it's not a given. It doesn't mean every church has to have them. And that's another misconception that we have, especially in the United States, is we think, well, i got to start a church, so i got to put someone in all these spots. Yeah. No. It, it, it can happen, but it's not a given. And we do not appoint, we don't appoint these callings because we want them or we want to have these labels or we want to make sure our church looks a certain way. These are specific gifts of Christ separate from the gifts of the Holy Spirit and it needs to be his leading and his calling first. Man cannot set in what Christ has not. Yeah. The problem is, is in, in our modern church culture, we've used nepotism and oh they look a certain way they talk a certain way charismatic. they would be there we look for a charismatic person instead of a, a, a genuine and a person who has character we look for that charismatic person that can direct things because people want to follow a charismatic person a lot of times but we don't have character that's how you get cults that. yeah that's how you get cults like i always tell sarah i said you, you need to be a great church leader or a great cult leader <laughs> he did. He, he, we always said. But it's true. She if I didn't have Jesus, didn't I can get Jesus, people to follow me because that's my call in my life. Jump off a bridge, and they probably would. Um, or burn their shoes. Yeah, or burn their shoes. Can't look uh, in. <laughs> but throw them in the fire. It'll be fine. It'll be funny. Yeah. But w that's the problem is, is we have to start to get back to the original intentionality of what Christ gave the gifts for and yeah. how He designed the church. We've muddied the waters and we just thrown people into positions and they don't give a crap about people. They're just there to pray. You mad. That's good. That's they okay. Don't, they, don't get, they don't care about people. They're just there to do a job, but we've given them a title and then people go to them for the care they need and it's then they wonder job, why they're not getting the care they need because they haven't been put into the proper position. I'm sorry. You can't make a pastor out of everybody, we, but we just give that title to them. You know, it's like, oh, we need to look good. We need to have people that are charismatic or, oh, this is my, my kid, so I'm going to put them into a position, and they're a pastor now, and it's like, or my best friend. Yeah, because, get off the front row. Get off the front row, you slacker. Don't um, be like pastor kids. I'm yeah. just joking. Don't be pastor We told kids. our kids I could never tell anybody. Yeah. Our, most of our, most of, our kid, uh, most of the teachers in our kids' life never knew, except for maybe Jeff, knew that. I mean, it was a while, though. It you was didn't, a while did before you know he that, knew that yeah. our kids were, uh, were leaders. Leaders. Kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> he knew. See, but that's how it should be. It should be because you know, because you recognize, oh, their their parents lead a church and lead people to Christ yeah. and, Most and do these things. Most people I work with don't know that. So, they but they know, know but they naturally lead. I don't share you. that with everybody because it's not for me. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, well, I lead a church. Yeah. Nobody cares. So let's go on the fivefold. So sometimes it's regional or national yep. or global. Um, people who sit in that office, we call them. Um, they they share themselves. They share their anointing. It can be with one church. It can be with many churches. It can be with a region. Just like I said, when Jonathan came. Yeah. Um, so right now, if we look at it, we, we really only have one setting, and that is Sarah. Jonathan. I, surprise. I, I, yeah, Jonathan surprise. sent me I, in. We didn't tell you. I've, <laughs> I've been talking to Sarah about this for years. I, I've watched her for, we've been married 20 Mm-hmm. 23 years? How many years have we been married? 22. 22 years. 22, thank you, Lana. Yes, children keep track of stuff. But there, there's, a, there's, a, there's not just me going, oh, I think you'd be good for this position. That's, that's the nepotistic mindset that America has. That I think you were scared because you're like, Lord, don't call her to that because then I got to, she's going to No, be, I wasn't scared, but. I'm pretty scary sometimes. You are. She's scary. Um, when especially Lord when she wakes up in the morning. Um, <laughs> But that is true statement. When God calls someone into a, an office of that, there has to be, they have to be called by Christ. Called by Christ. And, uh, you know, basically, man knows that they're called to that. And they're at, with her, how many of you guys have had prophetic words from Sarah? How many of you guys have had multiple prophetic words from her that have come true and not just years off, like within weeks or months? Okay, so a majority of you guys have had prophetic words from her. That is one of the key identifiers of, of someone who's operating in that. They're not just giving a word to one person here and there, and it might come true. They're giving words. She's giving words to Asia, Europe, um, Africa, multiple times in other churches, and they're coming true. And that's when we start to identify that someone is sitting in that office. They're not just a, a operating in prophecy. They're sitting in an office, and she's starting to give have transformational words for multiple areas in the world. And that's where you have to say, okay, God is called. We acknowledge that gift Just, and we say, hey, this is what God has called you to do and this is what you need to be doing. And you'll usually be seeing, like, um, they'll be operating in those characteristics long before, um, before they're sitting. And what yeah. sitting means is that you have that call from Christ. And to share with you guys, I actually, 2013, I got a... 13 or 15, um, I had a dream and a vision that I was called, um, and that's how I knew, and it was very specific, um, and I'm not going to share that right now, but uh, that's how I knew, but that long, and God's like, get equipped, get equipped, so it wasn't my job, he's like, this is what I'm calling you to, get equipped, so it was almost 10 years of equipping, yeah. and it's before, beginning. even yeah. though I was doing all the things, you know, there is a time between your call, your character has to catch up 10 years so it's not just like oh and, they and did it this has to be acknowledged by someone who was also sitting in in a position of fivefold ministry or elders or elders and jonathan yeah um i actually had three people that have acknowledged yeah. it that were sitting in a fivefold and jonathan set me in because i really wanted to be set in and in, the, in the, as a prophet from a prophet that was really important to me, and God sent that for me. I waited. There had been multiple people that acknowledged, but I felt like God said, no, you're going to, because I want to receive what? Prophet's reward, too. <laughs> I wanted his anointing, and yeah, so 
those, we didn't actually tell anybody. John and Donis knew they got to be part of it. Um, but yeah, because we, we didn't feel like it needs to no. be this big, it didn't need to be because it was already happening. And that's the thing is we don't, this is not something we, we just go out publicly. This is for us. This is for you guys. This is not something we're publicly going to go out and, and then re, redo business cards and put the word profit before Sarah's name. It's not, it's not like that. It's, it's not that stupid title thing that we need to do. It's just we acknowledge the gift. Now we can receive that, what the gifting that God has given her and, the, and the, what his God has put into her life, we can receive from that and receive it in a greater way. Um, but she's also ministering to people that are outside of our realm that we can now have, that our church can now have more influence with and help them and, and help those churches grow too. Yeah, and, and just something in that as you're thinking, because um, some of you, I help a lot, a lot of times, and you're thinking how to, sh and you never feel bad about taking time from me. It's because you're not meant to, because it is my job to give that time when I say, hey, if you need something, um, ask. And, and some of you really have taken that, and you're growing fast because, you know, you don't feel bad, like, oh, I'm taking Sarah's time. You don't feel bad because you shouldn't because that's what a calling is because you become the gift. So if I have any, if I have any wisdom or revelation, it's my job to give it away yeah. not keep it or hoard it it's always my job to give it away in that spot and so yeah. that's the difference and, that. and that's that's the thing is when we when you put someone when god places someone into that office and calls someone to that office you have to um take it very seriously it's not a it's not just a, a light thing it's mm -hmm. a weighty it's a weighty thing on that person sometimes because they are not they're not I now can't go the, anyway, yeah. now here they are now here so you are this is the foundation that's why christ placed the fivefold in to be the foundation of the church, not to be up on the top of the, the, the pedestal up here giving dictation and commands down to, to the church. They are the building platform of the church so the church becomes healthy, becomes functional, and does what the church was called to yeah. do in Acts. Yeah, and, it really and so when we, when, we, when we look at those, the you goal know, is we would if we love wanted to, have to have we could that. just hand out titles to everybody. We could just call everybody this and that. Get but a it's, title, it, get a title. But it's not a something that we, we just, love you more we yeah. love you too much to do that because when you put something that someone is not meant to carry it's heavy but when they're called to do it yeah. then christ carries that burden with you and it's light there it is yeah. so but and the thing is we need this in mm -hmm. our church because as we grow you know we're gonna be we're running out of chairs eventually Come on. i mean you guys don't you guys are packed in here now, and the kids aren't even in here. But there's it comes to a point where we're going to grow and expand, and it's not going to look the same. And that's what the kingdom is supposed yeah. to do. It's supposed to continue expanding, not, oh, this feels good. This feels like the right size, the right place. It's like expanding, expanding, expanding. And, and we're going to grow up, and we're going to grow out, and we're going to expand. And, and, you know, I think God is even bringing, we're, yeah. there are other fivefolds probably sitting in here. Some of you may be like, I'm yet. called. God or plays we them away until, he want, until their time is ready, and then he reveals them, or he reveals them slowly. It's not just like, oh, you get it, you get it, you get it. It's God will hide them away while their character is progressing, while their character grows, while they are operating in that gifting, and then God reveals them to a point where he says, okay, now it's time for you to be the gift to the church that I called mm -hmm. you to be, not just the leader, not a leader of a church. So, so yeah, that's good. So those, so we did the elders and we did the fivefold, and then we get into the deacons. 
Can I get a shout out for our DKs? Woo -woo. These guys, they are the workhorses, man. That's what, I mean, That's they really are. Though. That's what God did, and they do. Like, yeah, they're, if they're you guys don't know, assist. Jared and Kaylee, Jade and Jordan, they are Deacon Sutton, and this was not lightly. It took years to bring that. They've lived with us. They, we've seen their life. I mean, it's, you know, um, and what deacons do, they assist the elders. So their job really is to assist us, not, not serve us, assist us in the local church. They are very operational. They help with the function of the church. They, a lot of times they can be very administrative. These guys are always doing things that I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I don't have time for this, you know, and they're always saying, give me more. Like, Jordan's always like, what else can I do? Can I do that for you? Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I hate, I work for the church because we're a small church right now. But Jordan's always like, I'm like, I hate doing this. And he's beginning, I said, as we grow, more and more comes off of that spot. And um, that's what they do so that, because we're meant, that's how God set it in. And they support the elders so that we have time to prepare and, and pray and prepare a word. That is what it's meant for, and you guys do a really good job. That's not all they do, though, because they do a lot more. But they're also meant to take care of you guys, too. When there's mm -hmm. needs and when there's things that come up, they're there to assist you guys mm -hmm. and say, hey, yeah, we'll pray with you or we'll, you know, we'll come visit you in the hospital. So their job is kind of overlaps into a lot of areas. But the thing is, is we don't Whatever choose people needed. out of some random pool of people and say this one this one we watch their character and when their character shows that they're ready to we put them into a place and say it's your turn it's time to serve now yeah you may have been serving but it's time to serve in a different capacity yep and we're going to go next week really on that because we have specific distinctives that revive that bring you into that point because we want to make sure no one's coming in in a position that would not lay their life down for you guys that is really important to us. So um, 1 Timothy 3, 8, it says, In the same way deacons are to be worthy of respect, we respect you guys. Got some respect there. Um, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truth of faith, which with a clear conscience they must be first tested, which they have. And if then there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. So you ever get... If you look in the kingdom, Jesus is to be praised. He already did his service. Now everyone under is, you want to be in a position in the kingdom, you're going to be a servant. All right, Acts 6. So this is when the church says, we can't do this anymore. This We're growing. What do we do? Yeah. So the 12 apostles call a meeting of the believers and told them, it is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. We want to be care carefully selected from among you seven godly men to make sure they are full of honor and of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them responsibility of this crucial ministry of, for serving that will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and preaching of the Word of God. So yeah. you have to understand, he, God calls seven people. We don't really hear about a lot of them except for Stephen. We hear about Stephen because Stephen it said he was a man full of faith, and he was, he was preaching the Word of God. Um, if he hadn't been killed, I believe he probably would have sat into the office of an evangelist because that's what he was doing. But he was killed as a deacon. Um, but if you watched what he did. We're not going to kill you off. Yeah, we got a big pile of stones out in the back here. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I believe he would have been sitting in the office of an evangelist because that's what he was doing. If you look at, if you look at what um, Acts is talking about, what he was doing. Um, but yeah, he, that we put we, people into a place of servant leadership because 
everybody that has, is a leader has to serve in some capacity. The problem is, is we've made leaders in a, into a place in our culture, even in church anybody. and not churches. They don't do anything. They just sit there and they tell all the, the underlings what to do. The and that's managers. not what leadership. Yes, we need less managers in the church and more leaders in the church. Mm -hmm which gets to basic leaders. So these are people that you see, they lead in specific areas. They oversee different functions in our body, you know, such as hospitality. Michelle, she, she leads hospitality. If there's a need, she, she does it. If someone's not, if she's not gonna be there, she makes sure it's taken care of. We don't have to think about that. Um, she does that, that well. So things, children's church, you know, Jared and Kayla, you guys lead that. Like, I don't really think about it. You might text me and say, oh, could you order this for children's church? But I don't, worry about if they're going to have a word prepared like they're leading in that and they're telling you guys here's the lesson we need you to teach this to the kids make sure you're praying like they're leading that first they're doing that it could be you know worship technology ushers it's serving first and then people may be following you like on a team or things like that some of you just are natural leaders and you're just doing it already because people are following you. There you go. So that, that's, a, that's a leader. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepare us bef beforehand that we should walk in them. We're created for good works. Let's do something. Yeah. You want to go just down to the next one? No, I'm going to go down. We're, okay. You guys got another 15 minutes? Yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. So um, the next one is helps. Helps ministry is, is... Most of you guys do this. Yeah, most of you guys are doing this. You guys show up on a Sunday. You guys help out with things. You're, you're doing this. That's that's what... Serve in your local yeah. church or, or, or local ministry or personal ministry. That's how the church is built by, by Helps Ministry. That's how the church gets propelled into the next level because people are willing to hold the door open, say good morning, make, Children's make coffee, support, nursery. Get, you know, standing at the welcome table and... and Sound. Handing mints to kids and telling them not to take the handful of them and you know that kind of stuff. All of these yeah. things, welcome. Yeah. So those are all helps. Just serving anywhere that like this will equip, serving anywhere in the body that can build it. Yeah. That's that's helps. So, you know, if you're sitting in an elder, you're probably helps. If you're sitting in a fivefold, you're probably helps. If you're sitting in deaconship, you're probably helps. If you're sitting in leadership, you're probably helps because that's where it starts. So if you're like, I'm just, I'm just helping. All I do is, you know, hold the door open. I am very thankful for that because you know what? Sometimes it's hard to put a happy face on and say hi to everybody because you sometimes meet people who are coming in that door and they are broken. And you are the first face that they see. That's important. That's important to the body. So don't, don't be like, well, I'm just helps. It's like, no, you are helps. The only, there's only two times that God really called about helps, and he was like, he called the woman the helper, and he called the Holy Spirit the helper. And then he said, all of these ministries are helps. Hmm. Talking about that. So I'm like, you know, that's kind of like a good atmosphere to be in, isn't it? So, yeah, so we have that. And uh, do you want to read that scripture about that? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Too. So that's the thing is everyone... Serving is, is just who we are as Christians. That's what we do. We serve. Christ served us. We serve him, and we serve others because we love Christ. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we need that for the body to be whole. So 1 Peter 4, 8 says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do 
with the strength that God provides so that all things, excuse me, that in all things God may be praised through Christ Jesus. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So everything we do is for the glory of God. You know, nothing's too small. We all, you know, I was taught when I, when I was a kid that you go to work, you work like you're working for God. I think in our culture now, even in the church, we've lost some of the what we're doing is for God because we're waiting. We, we've gotten into a culture of praise me instantly. Mm-hmm. Well, I did this. Praise me. Yeah. I, and I set the table. Up. Say, tell me. Thank you. That, that's the problem is we've lost that and we're doing it for God, not for the approval. of Everybody man. should be in this spot at most of the time. There are some times we get to the final thing. So there is some times where it's like that I call it. Um, the soakers and receivers, okay? So this is, this is an area that we usually are in for a short time. We should all be helping and doing something. We should never just come and just only take. So, but there is a time it's like, well, I just come and I, there, there, I'm going to give you guys some things. So you can put this and say, okay, this is what I do. Um, so those, this is an area that they need to be built up. You know, you shouldn't stay here forever, but it's a short time. Let's say you just, you had a lot going on and you just needed to be built up. You've just been, you know, under all this pressure. Sometimes you just need to hear the word, right? You know, and it could be people, new believers, when they come in, I'm not going to be like, hey, can you get up here and preach next week? (laughs) Got this? You know, unless God says. But what I'm saying is, you know, come in. They're new believers. They're learning. They're babies. They're they're learning. They're growing. Or if you just came to a church, you just transferred. Like sometimes you just need to sit under it because you need to learn the culture and the atmosphere of that church, right? You don't come in and be like, well, at our church, we run around and we jump on chairs. Well, maybe we don't do that. Like maybe God has a different call for this church or that or whatever. And so you might be coming to a new, new church. So you're just sitting, receiving, soaking, hearing the word. And, and the other thing that I got from this from the word is those recovering from severe trauma or illness. So if you have church trauma, if you have, you know, trauma from growing up, you have things, brokenness, broken relationships, broken marriage, sometimes you just need to come and you need to get healed. Yeah. And you just need to hear the word, let the word wash over you, be healed. If you're sick, you're already in a battle. So come, hear the word, you know, and get healed. Don't be like, oh, I got to serve. I got to do all these things. No, no, no. That, that's your season to come be a soaker and receiver. But you don't live there forever. It's like the hotel. That, that, that is a hospital season. Um, you don't go to the hospital you know, like or say vacation. You, you know, break yeah. your arm and then stay in the hospital for the next year because you broke your arm. You get a cast put on, you go about your day-to-day, and you recover. Yep. The problem is, is in our culture, and not in this church culture, but in, yeah, in you guys our culture are... of churches in we have too many people that are still in that mindset of I'm in the hospital and they spend their entire Christian walk in the hospital just in recovery, receiving. never being an active part of what the body is. And they're like, well, I have church hurt. Well, you know what? Eventually you're going to have to get over it. And Eventually I, you're going to have to let God heal you. But from those in things. that, there's not a time frame. We cannot yeah. put a time frame. for some people. They can come two weeks later. They're like, I'm healed. Some people, it might be years. Yeah. There's people that have come, and I'm like, just sit for a year. Just come, hear the word. Before you try to get plugged in doing something, you just need the word. And I, because and you I, are going to be better, stronger, and you are going to do more for the body when you get whole. And that's been overlooked in our cult, in the church as a whole. We get people in, and we think, I have to get in and involved immediately, otherwise I'm going to lose them. But you know what? Some people are so traumatized when they come into church. Sometimes they have so much... <laughs> 
physical pain, spiritual pain, mental pain, whatever it is, Emotional. they need that time to just sit and listen to what God has to say right. and just be allowed to sit and rest. Sometimes, but we're so concerned in our culture about getting people, I want to find out what they can do, what they can't do, and we're just going to get them plugged into everything immediately, and then you burn them out within six months, and then they move on to the next church. Yeah, and, and we don't, don't want to do like that. they don't feel like they actually love, they just feel like they're being used for what they can do. So, because I felt, I just really wanted to say that because I felt when I said that, some people were thinking, oh, I'm not serving. That's okay. You ask the Lord first. You don't ask us. We don't put a time frame on that. You ask God, is there something? Maybe God's like, I just need you to tithe and show up. And when you see people, I need you to go up and just give them a hug. Maybe those that's you, your job right now in this season. Those are the healing I need you, you know, it might be moments. something God's simple. Just putting the, the, the healing part on you. He's rubbing you with his mm -hmm. he, healing and, and healing your heart, healing your body, whatever it is. And you just need to sit. Don't feel bad about that. Mm -hmm. Get that healing. Deal with the, yep. the, the things that you're dealing with. And let's, let's try to... Yeah. To, to get that heart healed and that body healed. Hey, Noah. Um, so I'm, we're just going to finish with this scripture, and then we're going to pray over those boxes. Um, but in Matthew 11, 28, this is Jesus talking. He says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're in that stage, that's okay, and we want you. We don't want you to try to be like, I got to do all of this stuff. You know what? If if you are in a severely abusive relationship, whether it be a church, a, a person, a family, you know, a, a employer, there needs some healing. There was, you know, we we went through some really abusive church um, hurt and and some that was it was really terrible. And God had us like. We tried to get plugged into another church and serve, and God's like, I want you to do nothing in another church for a year. And I was like, that's not who I am. <laughs> you know, and we did that, and then God, and in that time, that's when God said, now go home to Hesperia. We went to a church an hour away, and God's like, now go home and do what you're called to do. Yep. And that's why we have what is here for you guys today, because we took a thing and said, we're just going to receive. We just got to hear what God has, because we need to be whole. So... I really want to emphasize that because I don't want condemnation and shame. If you feel that, that's the enemy. Rebuke it now. Yeah, and that's why Jesus says my yoke is easy because he's doing the heavy lifting. Yes, he's, he's doing always. the pulling. That yoke is, he's the old ox pulling while the new, the young ox is learning how to mm -hmm. walk with him. 